0: Tonight, um, I don't know, it was pretty cool as I was looking through this, um, again, just thinking about God speaking, I thought, man, this is an easy session right here. It it just kind of speaks for itself. I want to do it a little different tonight. Um, I want to kind of just walk day by day with you through your week, all right? There's five days. I just want to kind of start in the beginning, and and I want to hear more from you than me. I don't want to sit here and just teach you something that you've already learned this week. I want to hear from you. And so we'll talk about some things, then I'll let you kind of share each, each day. But first of all, put your finger there and close your book, because I don't want you cheating, all right? I want us to say the Bible verse together, the memory verse, all right? Um, and I'm not going to call anybody out. This is what we're going to do. I will call some of you out. I want, somebody, I want you to just give me one word. And we're just going to say it all the way through like popcorn. You know what I'm saying? So somebody say the first word, and then somebody come out with a second word. All right? That's a little harder, isn't it? Because then we got to, oh, wait a minute. Say in my head the whole thing. So we're going to try this, all right? Because I want to see how well we know this because I think this is is a really good verse. And as I looked at this this week, I was like, man, that's that's one of those verses you you start questioning things. It's like, what? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say it, so let's do this. Let's, let's try this. Let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I'll tell pastor not to do this again. And uh, that was a terrible idea. So here we go. Ready? Who be the first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. All right. We got that. He. Who. That's right. Belongs. To. God. Here's. All right. Nobody else. Some of you not saying anything. You say the next one. <laughs> what thinking <you. laughs> what? God. Yes. All right, let's let's recap. <laughs> it was, it was, he who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do found? John eight forty 47. All right. Some of you just said the whole thing. The other one's just like, <laughs> maybe a terrible idea, but, but this, this is the verse. Listen to this again. He who belongs to God hears what God says. That sounds all right, right? He who belongs to God hears what God says. Now, let me ask you this. Have there been times in your life where you felt like, I just don't hear God right now? We've all been there. We've all struggled through that. You might be struggling through it right now. I'm just not hearing God. I've asked him. I'm talking to him. I'm praying all the time. I mean, and it's fine. I've talked to people and they say, well, I'm I'm praying all the time. Just not hearing what God's saying right now. So so, he who belongs to God hears what God says. Then we get to the reason you do not hear and we go, oh, no, this is not good. (laughs) The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. I think there's a lot of reasons we don't hear God. I think one of the reasons probably mainly is there's people out there that, that don't know God personally. And, and I believe they don't belong to God in a relationship with him that we can't hear God. If, 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 there's, if there's sin, if sin has not been taken care of, when, when we're talking about that initial, that initial invitation from God to join him in, in a relationship, all right? But then also as Christians, I think there's times where we don't hear God and, and I think it's maybe several reasons. What are some reasons maybe we don't hear God? As a Christian, we're talking about as Christians now. What are some reasons maybe we don't hear what God is saying or we don't hear God? All right, too busy? Well, talking too much, yeah. What's that? Not in the word? Unconfessed sin. Don't worry, that's it. Yeah, that's a good one. Ignore him. There's a lot of reasons why we don't hear God, but it's not for God not speaking, right? I mean, if we've learned anything in this week, we know God speaks. I want you to go to day one, and and this is page 90, um, if you have the new book. And I want us just to look at a couple of things. You, you you see in day one, we saw that God speaks in different ways, and 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 through the Old Testament, especially. What are some of the ways that we saw how God speaks or spoke to His people in the Old Testament? What are some ways? Angels, prophets, visions, dreams. You just read the list. <laughs> um, did anybody? Did, did, let's go to the use of. The use of Urim and, and Thummim. Anybody read that story? When you saw that the first time, you're like, who? <laughs> casting lots, yeah. Jo- and and uh, in Jonah, we see the casting of lots. We see in other places. And so uh, the, the Urim and Thummim was, and I actually went back, studied this. It was, it was stones that were placed on the priest outfits, the breastplate. What's that? No? Go, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's just learn something new tonight. Exodus twenty-eight thirty, and then I'm going to give you another. Oh, what was that other passage? I don't have my regular Bible so I'm So Exodus 28, 30. And in the breastpiece of judgment, you shall put the, the Urim, and I, I guess I'm saying this right, and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Thus Aaron shall bear the judgment of the people of Israel on his heart before the Lord regularly. There's other verses. There's another verse, um, uh, 27, 21, I believe is is right. Um, no, that's not it. Forget that. Um, but but, but this, is, this is the point. This is what I want you to answer for me in day one. What's more important? How God speaks or that he speaks? That he speaks. What do we get caught up on more? How he speaks or that he speaks? How he speaks. I mean, think about it. Have you ever said, man, I wish I had just a burning bush moment? I wish God would speak to me like that. I wish God would just smack me upside the head and tell me audibly what he wants me to do. We we've all had that, and in our moments of of just that human side of us, we're like, God, I really just want you to tell me. Don't don't play this gentle whisper game with me. And and and, and I think in day one, all of a sudden, smacks me in the face and goes, you know what? It's not so much about how he speaks, it's that he speaks. And if God has spoke then and God is still speaking now, then I just need to pay attention more. I just need to pay attention more. I, I wrote something on top of my notes up here, and I circled it. And, and, and I just, I kept coming back to this, this key right here. And, and I think it's... Um, I think it was in day one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in day one a couple of times. And, and I wrote this down, and we've already talked about this, and this is what it is. The key is an intimate love relationship. All through experiencing God so far, we've seen this idea of a relationship come up. What is one of the realities? That God pursues a love relationship. He continually pursues a love relationship with us that is real and personal. So when we get to this idea of hearing God speak, that God speaks, it's not so much about how he speaks, but that he speaks to us. Because, listen, when we're in an intimate relationship with God, we're going to hear what God says. I love this. I think it's in day one. Turn to, um, yeah, page 92. Look, page 92, underneath a wrong pattern, the third paragraph. I want somebody else to read this, because, and I want you to read it out loud, so you see it says uh, a wrong pattern. Then I hear my many people don't let it experience, and then the next start of the paragraph. What does it say right there? Read that sentence real loud. How simple is that, guys? Let me let me say this: We don't really need the rest of this book. If we would just devote the time and effort to the relationship that he desires from us. We, we said this earlier that we, we get too busy to hear God. And, 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 I'm, and I'm saying this from my standpoint, and I'm sure that you feel the same way, that oftentimes what is left out in our day is that time, it's that devotion, it's that effort given to God and time with him. Who's putting more into the relationship? God is. God is putting more time into the relationship that he wants with us than we are. And that's probably hands down for a lot of us. And it's because we get too busy with other things in our life. I think this is the problem. We're too busy with stuff that doesn't really matter. And God's saying, listen, I just want a relationship with you. I just want to spend time with you. It's not so much that we're having these burning bush moments every day. I just, I just want to talk with you. I'm speaking constantly to you. Every day I'm speaking to you and, and you keep ignoring me. Because you're running about your daily chores. You're doing what you do. And he says, if you want to know the will and voice of God, you must devote time and effort to cultivate a love relationship. That is what he wants. I would encourage you just write that down in your notes. Just here, here's the key: an intimate love relationship. How much time am I putting into this intimate love relationship? Let's think about this as as a husband. Some of you married. How much time do you put in your relationship with your spouse? Now, some of us maybe not a lot. <laughs> just uh, just getting by, you know. How long does that last, right? If you're on physical earth with my spouse, if I'm not devoting some kind of time and some kind of effort into a relationship, what's that going to get me? Probably a lot of heartache. Probably a lot of bickering and fighting. Probably a lot of misunderstandings. The key in this relationship with God and hearing God speak, because we know God speaks, right? do you believe that if God spoke in the old testament we believe he still speaks today Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 says in, in 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 past ages God spoke in many different ways today he speaks through the son now we know he speaks how through the Holy Spirit we're going to get to that I'm jumping see I can't I can't even stay with it so yeah yeah please nope Mhm. Really? That's good, that's good. It is God's love note. Listen, listen to what he says. The Holy Spirit gives clear direction today because God is personal. He wants to be intimately involved in your life. The problem is we don't allow God to be intimately involved in our life. Probably because it makes us uncomfortable sometimes, doesn't he? He begins to change our perspective on things and changes from being a self-centered human to being God-centered and saying, God, whatever you want. God I don't need this stuff God, i don't I don't need all this in my life God's just asking us again in in our theme this next week for revival surrender just surrender to him and say God whatever you want to do in my life do it so so okay day one give me give me something maybe somebody out here, here. <laughs> somebody give me something maybe that day one just this is God just spoke to me like this. This is what's on my heart, and you and you just been thinking about it. as we talked about this. What's one thing that that just big to you? <laughs> Any anybody? Nobody looking bad. Yeah. That's good. That's good. When God speaks, that's the encounter. It doesn't have to be some dramatic Moses and burning bush experience. And I, and I think for us, and I think the hard time sometimes we read this book and we see that and we go, okay, God's not, not done that in my life. Well, you're reading the book, aren't you? <laughs> right? I mean, God's speaking. We'll get to that in a minute. So it is an encounter. Who else? Anybody else? One more. Just one more. Just Yeah, Pam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I, let me correct me if I'm wrong. What you're saying is this: He's not telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> okay? God, I hear you, but that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not going to fly with my life right now. Um, you're asking me to do some things that just just doesn't line up with my goals, you know, And I made these goals, and I'm going to keep these goals. Yeah. Right. It's good. I, I I tweeted. I'm sorry. Yeah. His timing. That's good. That's right. I, I tweeted something today. Some of you, you probably don't care what I tweet, but um, it was Abraham. I started reading in Genesis, and you go—I think it was Genesis chapter 15—and um, you know, God's told Abram you're going to have, you know, many offspring. You're, you're going to have your heirs. Gonna, I mean, there's going to be many, you know. And and Abram hears him, and he's like, "Okay, I believe." And then his wife says, "Well, I'm still childless, and so why don't you go and and have a night out with my my servant?" And it says this, I've really never really paid attention to this phrase, but it says this, and Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. And I thought, you know what, God, that's me. I listened to so many other voices in my life instead of you. God had already told Abram what he needed to believe, right? And God had already shown himself to be faithful and true and, and that he could be trusted. And Abram knew that, but all of a sudden he began to squash God's voice and listen to other voices in his life. And what happens? Brings heartache and pain. All because he wasn't willing to just listen to God's voice and trust in him. God speaks. God speaks. Go to day two. Let's look at day two. We're never going to get through the week, but that's all right. You've already been through it, right? All right. So, day two, we talk about God speaks by the Holy Spirit. If you haven't noticed yet, this is one of the realities. What number of reality is this? Four or five? Number four. Number four, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. So we're looking at this, this reality, going through it, walking through it. We're going to do part one here, part two next week. So to, today, day two, we're looking at God speaks by the Holy Spirit. So in the past, God spoke by visions. He spoke by his prophets. He spoke by uh, signs. Um, he did some crazy things, didn't he, in the Old Testament? Which, you know, why not now, God? Why, why didn't you do that, you know, for us? And, and God says, well, well, I did. This is pretty crazy. If you read it, you'd see how I'm speaking to you today. But, but God speaks by the Holy Spirit. I wrote this. So if God speaks to his people, how can we know when God speaks to us? All right? And, and that's when I was talking a little bit about, you know, devoting time and effort to, to, to that relationship. But God speaks by the Holy Spirit. When God speaks to you, that's revealing truth to you. He's revealing the truth of his word, and that encounter with God, and you should obey. I, I, I just wrote that. I was, that's all I could write. I was like looking at this. I go, okay, I'm reading God's word, and, and there was a picture. I had a, I had a slide this, this I was going to show you today. Uh, go to page, um, I think it's over. Ah, it's in the next day, but that's all right. Go to page 99. Nope. I'm jumping ahead in 104 page 104 just check this out right quick since i'm not going to get through all these days we're going to change it up i can do that so so we see this picture I, I thought this is perfect but then i combined the prayer picture because we we needed to add the prayer part in there but if a person has a holy spirit living inside of them so we're talking about what children of god that all of a sudden when when we become children of god we trust in christ the holy spirit moves in right Jesus said he was going to send us a helper, a counselor, a guide to live in us, to live with us. And so we know that we have the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times this is us. We have the Holy Spirit in us, but that this book is not in our hands. And we're just sitting there going, you know, I don't know. I don't hear God speaking. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's doing. I'm trying to figure this out, God, and it just doesn't make sense. And the problem lies right here. Just to open this book, begin to devote some time and effort to this relationship with God. And so we begin to read it. So we see this little stick figure. He starts to read God's word. And so what does the Holy Spirit do? Jesus said the Holy Spirit would what? do what? Reveal. Would reveal truth. And so step one, as a believer, if we're not hearing God's voice, how much time are we spending with this book open? Right? not just experiencing God, not just going through this study, but just at night, in the morning, in the daytime, at lunchtime, whatever, just opening God's Word up and begin to read and saying, God, okay, if the Holy Spirit speaks to me this way, then I need to listen through your Word. And so we see the stick figure. He's reading God's Word. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. The the step I added, and, and and it shows this over on another page, But I think, you know, after we read this in God's word and he reveals truth to us, we need to get on our knees, don't we? And I think then we we begin to pray and we say, okay, God, I see what your truth says. Now, what do I do with that? I see what the truth is. I see what you're saying. But what do I do with that? And through prayer, he begins to show us. And all of a sudden, what happens? We got to make adjustments. For us, prayer is this. God, I need you to do this in my life. God, I'm just coming to you, and I'm just going to lay down my request and tell you what you need to do. I'm going to show you what, what I, I think I've got it all figured out, and if you would just answer this, 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 and this, my life would be great. And God's going, no, that's not how it works. It's, it's, it's this conversation with God saying, God, okay, I see what your word says. You've revealed it to me. Now, God, would you align my will up with yours? Would you, would you line me up and, and give me the same desires that you have, that you've shown me, and then help me to make those adjustments in my life? And then the stick figure, he gets up from his prayer, and what does he do? He obeys. He obeys. He does what God tells him to do. And what happens? God works. And God accomplishes his will through us. There's some hang-ups in this stick figure formula because all of a sudden we put ourselves in this formula and, and we mess it up, don't we? Number one, maybe we're not, we're not reading God's word enough. Maybe we're reading it with the wrong perspective going, Okay, God, let's do this. I, I, want, I want this fixed in my life, I need this, I need a job, I need, I need this person healed, I need this, I need that, I need this, and God said, no, 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 don't read that with that perspective. And God begins to reveal truth to us that all of a sudden becomes real to us, and if we begin to pray, God, now line me up with you, help me to think like you, help me to, to want what you want and desire what you desire, and God begins to do in our life, and we adjust our lives to obey him. And then God works. I'm not saying there's not time for prayer requests. I'm not saying that that misses the whole point. I'm just saying that there's something missing that we're not listening to what God is saying to us. God speaks by the Holy Spirit. And you say, how does that sound? I mean, I I work with students a long time. And you know, one of the big questions is, how do you know when, when God's speaking to you? How do I know what my, what God's will is for my life? You know what I tell students a lot of times, right here it's it's not it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple, it's right here. If you just read and devote time and effort into this intimate relationship with God and you begin to seek him with all of your heart, all of your mind, and guess what? He begins to reveal truth. And as he reveals that truth, I love what Blackaby said. He said, I write it down. You remember that? I wrote wrote this down, this formula. When he said that it's not about a formula, so when I keep saying formula, let's not get hung up on that. But he says, I write it down, I meditate on it, and then I adjust my life to it. So when God shows you something in the scriptures, let's, let's just use experiencing God as, as a sample. Tomorrow, when you get up and you do day one, and all of a sudden, and he asks you to write something that, that God shows you need to do. When God reveals something to you in his word, in the scriptures, write it down. And, and maybe even use the old, uh, you know, first grade tactic. I, I remember this. I had to do this a lot. We had to write a sentence over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. You, know, you remember that? It was punishment, right? Maybe take that truth and begin to write it down over and over in your journal and meditate on that and say, okay, God, what does that mean for me right now? What do you want from me? What do I need to do? How can I apply this to my life? But don't stop there. And I love what Blackaby does at the end of each day. What does he say? How can you apply this now? How can you live this out right now? Don't just sit on it. I mean, mean, God's speaking through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God. If we would just read it and spend time in his word, God's gonna reveal truth. Let me me skip over real quick, and and I'm gonna give you some more time to talk, but I want you to go to day three, because I love this. This is so good. This stuff in day three, I think, is so good. I, I like... Literally tore up my pages, just highlighting and writing notes and and thinking about this. But that God reveals three things. And so when we think about God speaking through the Holy Spirit in His Word, all right, or prayer or whatever it is, we I I like to think this that God is going to reveal three things. Number one, He's going to reveal what? What's the first thing? Himself. Think about Abraham, and and I think he even uses this example. I can't remember exactly. But think about Abraham. I was telling Dennis this morning, as I was reading that that chapter 15 and 16, and, and when when Abraham heard, listened to the voice of Sarai instead of God, you know, and he went ahead and did what she wanted him to do. Begin to think about this. When, when God spoke to Abram and said, This is what's going to happen. Trust me, you're going to have many, many, many descendants. When he said that. And then it wasn't 25 years later until they had one kid, their kid that he promised. What was God doing? What was God doing in that 25 years? And the very first time he spoke to him to the last time when he had his son, what was God revealing? He was revealing himself. He's saying, Abram, listen, I'm, I'm worthy of being trusted. You can trust me. When I say something, count on it. When, when I tell you that I'm going to do this one thing, you don't have to go and run and listen to your wife's voice because you know what? I've already spoken and I've told you I will do it. God was revealing himself and his, his, his characteristics to Abram. More than just I'm God, but I am God, and I am creator of all, and I will do what I say I will do, and you can trust me. When we read God's word, this is what I want you to do. I want you to try this this week. As you're reading God's word, I want you to ask the three things. God, are you revealing something about yourself, your purposes, or your ways? And I believe every time we come away from that, we're going to see something that God is revealing to us that is truth, either about himself one of his character traits, or maybe something about his purposes, or maybe something about his ways. Try it. Write in your journal. I mean, put it down. You say, hey, all right, God, I'm reading this passage. I see this. What does this reveal to me? What does this reveal me to me about you, about who you are? I, I love, he, he put this in, um, in, in 98. <clears throat> I'm gonna get you to participate. Here we go, ready? The number one on day three. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, it says, read these scriptures. After each one, write what God revealed about himself. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, Genesis 17, 1. What was God revealing about himself? What'd you write? Say it one more time. His name, who he was, well, who was he? God Almighty. When you hear that word. This is Almighty God. This is not some some idol that they worshipped in other religions. This was God. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. What was he revealing to Moses about himself? He's holy. His nature. Who he was. What kind of God he was. That he was perfect. Holy. Holy. I, the Lord, do not change ever since the time of your forefathers. You have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. What's he saying? He's always the same. He's the same every day, I wrote. Unchanging. Jesus said to the Jews, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. What'd you write there? God was the living bread and eternal life. I wrote something else. I wrote this. He satisfies. He satisfies. See, if we go to God's word and we begin to read and begin to see things that this is what God is trying to reveal about. He's revealing himself and who he is all through the scriptures. You could probably find on every page something about God and who he is, what he stands for, his nature, his characteristics, you can find something that reveals God to you as you read the scriptures. So this is what I'm asking you, as you're reading the scriptures, as you sit down, wherever it is, in a chair, at your desk, in the floor, wherever it is, as you're reading, you're asking God, God, would you show me, what are you trying to reveal to me? What do you want to show me? What do you want to reveal to me today, God? Let's, let's not even talk about, God, what do you want me to do? All I'm saying is, God, what do you want to reveal to me? What is it the Spirit is trying to say to me? He's going to reveal himself. What's the second one? He'll reveal his, his purposes. I, I wrote, wrote this. I think you, you got this in your books. But uh, beside himself, I put, to increase faith that leads to action, right? That's why he reveals himself. Here's why he reveals his purposes. We know what he plans to do. So we know what he plans to do. I mean, this is the thing. It's not like we're saying, hey, God, you know what? I've got this great plan, this great way of, of reaching these people and doing this thing, and, and so, God, I'm going to give you my plans. Here's what, what I think should be done. And God said, no, no, I, I've got my purposes here. I've got my plans. And, and if you'll just come and, and listen and watch, I'm already working. I'm already, I'm already behind the scenes doing things. I just want you to join in. So that we know what he plans to do. Proverbs 1921. I I wrote this down. God always speaks with a purpose in mind. Isn't that good? God always speaks with a you know what I, the opposite I think. God doesn't just speak to hear himself. Isn't that good? We know people like that, right? <laughs> Miriam shaking her head, like, yeah. Oh, you look at I won't we won't say anything about it, no. Some people just like to hear themselves, and God said, listen, I don't speak just to hear myself. I'm going to either reveal to you who I am, or I'm going to reveal to you my purposes, so you know what I'm about to do. Think about Noah. Did God come to Noah and say, hey, Noah, I'm thinking about flooding the earth. What do you think we should do with you? And Noah goes, well, how about I build a boat? Because if it's going to flood, it's going to be a lot of water. And if I don't build a boat, I'm going to drown. So let me build a boat. And I'm going I'm to build it this big, this wide, this long. I'm going to put some animals in there. Did God come like that? God said, Noah, listen, I want you to do this. And this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to build it. This is what I'm going to do. God does the same thing with us. Now, it might not be, hey, Chris, I need you to build a boat. He would not ask me to build a boat because I don't know how to build a boat. that's true, not trusting God enough, am I? (laughs) God has a purpose. and God will reveal his purpose. God is trying to reveal his purpose to us probably every day. We just take time to stop and listen. God, how are you revealing yourself and your purposes? And the last one is what? He reveals his, his ways. I wrote this down. There was somewhere in here. I think it's on page, um, yeah, yeah, 101, but I wrote it down in my notes. I said this. They are the only means to accomplish his purpose. Think about that. What, is it, what does that phrase say? Is there any other mean to accomplish God's purpose? Now, I'm not saying, I mean, that, that's not God's word saying that. That's, that's, rich, that's blackaby, right? But think about that phrase. No other means to accomplish a purpose. The way God handled Abraham and, and said in 25 years, he didn't tell him that, but in 25 years you're going to have a son, and I'm going to tell you to kill him. And then when you take him up there and place him down, I'm going to take that back, and I'm going to send a ram to Sagra. God has a specific purpose and plan. He said this is the only means for accomplishing this purpose. This is what has to be done. Think about this. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, born Virgin Mary in Bethlehem, carpenter's son, walks the earth for 33 years, went to the cross, hung on a tree, died. Was buried and three days later rose again. God, what, what kind of way is that? only means of accomplishing his purpose. And praise God he did that, right? Praise God that was the only means. God says, listen, if you would just read the word, if you would just devote time and effort to this relationship, I'm going to reveal one of three things to you, maybe all three at one time. Maybe not. But as you read God's word and you begin to pray, God, speak to me through your spirit. God, speak to me by the Holy Spirit. As I read your word, what are you revealing to me about yourself? Or what are you revealing to me about your purposes? Or what are you revealing to me about your ways? I wrote this underneath also. I said this. Kingdom methods versus human methods. Now let me ask you this. What do you want in your life? Kingdom methods, the way God does things, or the way we can do things? (laughs) I mean, think about that. Experiencing God, they use the example of what? Feeding the 5,000. And the disciples' minds like, we don't have enough. We only got a few bags of sack lunch. This isn't going to feed all these people. And Jesus said, no, hold up, watch this. Kingdom methods versus our human weak substandard methods. I'm going to tell you something. I want God's methods in my life. God, if it means shaking my life up to the core, if it means taking me to the ground, I promise you, God, please do it. Because I'm tired of my methods of trying to live this life. I'm tired of my purpose. I'm tired of my ways. God, would you do what only you can do through me? If God wants to accomplish his will through me, why would I not allow him to, to do it his way? Trusting kingdom methods versus human methods I wrote, wrote this back in my notes earlier this was another day and I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time but, but listen to this I wrote this phrase I think you read it on day two it says this disobedience can lead to a famine of hearing you remember that it comes from Amos disobedience can lead to a famine of hearing We talked about what are some ways or reasons we don't hear God. Probably, maybe in our life, there's some disobedience that we just keep telling God no. Or we keep putting God off when he's already asked us to do something. And we keep saying, maybe later, not right now. God, I'm not sure I can do that. God, I don't think that I'm fit to do that. And after a while, maybe it leads to that famine of, I can't hear you, God. But think about the Israelites in the Old Testament. This is where they are, right? Because of their continued disobedience, what happens? God continues to be, but they're just not hearing. How many years was it from the time of Malachi to the time Jesus was born or John the Baptist came? Anybody? How many? 400 years? 400 years. They didn't hear from God. Do you think it was a problem with God? Guys, I'm afraid that maybe in American Christianity we're in the middle of a famine of hearing God. Maybe the reason we're not seeing the altars flooded with people coming to know God because we're ignoring God. See, God doesn't stop speaking. God, God doesn't stop speaking to his children. God's truth is right here. And, and, and really for us, it's, it's really easier, right? I mean, because we've got it. And we've got it in every language you can think of. We've got it in every translation you can think of. Um, you can read it in King James and New King James and New American Standard and New Revised Version. You can read it in the New Living. You can read it now in the ESV or the Christian Standard or the Holman Christian Standard. You can read it in a lot of different ways, on your phone, in in a hardback. Uh, Wherever you want to, you can listen to it. But the problem, I think, is with us. That we're not spending enough time with God's word to listen to what he wants to say to us. I think if I, if I took anything away from this, this week, a couple things. Number one, God still speaks. God is still speaking to his children. Number two is this, am I being obedient to what I'm hearing? Remember, I think Blackaby said this, that he said, listen, when you hear God, when you have that encounter, what are you supposed to do? Obey. Obey. I'm going to tell you something. I think when God really does show up in our life and he begins to do things, I don't think it's going to be pretty. It's going to shake some things up. It's going to do some things that make us uncomfortable and and make us think about why we're doing things the way we're doing things. Maybe our purposes and our ways are not matching up with God's purposes and God's ways. And God is sitting there speaking in his word and he's revealing truth to us. And all of a sudden he says, you know what, God, I need to give this up. We see God reveal himself. We see God reveal his purposes and his ways. And I say, God, I've got to stop doing this i got to give this. I, gotta, I, I can't do this anymore. <coughs> the key, <coughs> an intimate love relationship with God, that God wants to speak to us on a daily basis. Would you listen to him? I hope, and, and I, I know a lot of times for me when I get up here, I, I don't give enough time to you guys, but I hope that experiencing God has been life-changing so far. I hope there's something that has, has been taught, something that you've learned and that you can take, and, and, and we're not even, not even halfway done. Don't give up. You, you know what gets hard about doing studies like this that are this thick? We get weak by the time we get to like five and six week and seventh week, right? You know what I'm saying? I was talking some of the other day, I said, man, I, I, I'm glad I got those two cheat days. Then I saw him the next week, he's like, man, I wish I had more cheat days. Because we get behind and we start just focusing on other things. Don't do that. Spend time in God's Word. Spend time with Him. Devote time and effort into this relationship. And I promise you this God will speak, God will reveal Himself to you. And I believe if you're spending time like that, you will obey. That's right. amen amen we know his voice let me pray for you father god i thank you so much for tonight i thank you for this study lord that has just opened our eyes maybe to some new things maybe to some things we already knew god i pray that you would continue to work in us continue to to push us towards obedience god as we hear your voice god we thank you pray this in jesus name amen